Welcome to the Enterprise Excellence Podcast, where our purpose is to help create a better future. Learn from our world's experts how to improve your organization sustainably. Learn how to achieve and sustain an excellence journey for yourself, others, and the planet. And I'm your host, Brad Jevons, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. We are proudly brought to you in association with SA Partners, a world-leading business transformation consultancy. SA Partners are a truly purposeful company focused on helping organisations achieve sustainable improvement for themselves, others, and the planet. Welcome to episode 76 of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast. It is such a pleasure to have Arvi Schneer back on the show with us today. Arvi is a leader in all things Agile and Scrum. Arvi joined us last week in episode 75, where he spoke about the link between Agile and Lean, told us many great stories about making Scrum work also. If you haven't already, I encourage you to listen to episode 75 first to get the background of this chat, and then join us today for this episode. Today, we chat about value stream mapping, organizational structures around creating your suite of offerings for customers. Let's get into the episode. Arvi, thanks for joining us again, mate. Arvi, I've got a uh, topic I'm keen to explore with you, mate. If I look at what Jeff has done also and Ken with, with Scrum, what they've done is they've brought the value stream to the front line. So for a factory looking to, you know, implement Agile and Scrum, they're basically going to get this high-performance value stream team right at the front line. You know, this is where you get a machine and rather than just have operators focused on the machine, you'll have the team including operators, planners, and maintenance staff working as a Scrum team and just getting this absolute speed at agility and execution, you know, which is unbelievable. It's like utopia. But the other thing I saw that really has come out of Scrum that takes it to a whole new level is actually getting faster at improvement. Like in many pure lean deployments, you'll have people that'll come up with ideas, they'll float along, some will fall off the cliff, some won't happen, some will get done. There's no real time clocking. It just works its way through. We don't actually become more productive at continuous improvement. We don't actually improve how we improve. Whereas what Scrum does it gets the value stream right to the front line and gets that absolute agility and speed through the whole team structure. But it actually creates this acceleration at how quickly we improve and make things better and better and better. It, that's so it, that's it, it unbelievable. Does. One of the things we have to realize is that Scrum takes lean to the next level. Everybody knows the word Kaizen. Every, like, you know, out there in Agile land who's listening to this thing, you all know what Kaizen is, right? It's too... Two, two, you know, Japanese kanji, ancient Chinese characters that mean change and good, right? I like to translate it as a change for the better. That's how I translate it. And that's what sits in our decks. And uh, I've had lots of conversations about this when I was in Japan. Uh, but here's the deal. Scrum is not about Kaizen as much as it is about Kaikaku. Kaikaku yeah, is another yeah. Japanese word that rather than evolution refers to revolution. It's the large leap. But I want to explain it a bit here because we always talk about Kaizen and not not enough of us talk about Kaikaku. Do you mind if I tell you a crazy philosophical side story? Please. Okay. So um, a lot of people don't know this. I'm going to reveal, give you another bit of wisdom. Very few people know. So Dr. Sutherland invented Scrum after finding uh, Tibetan Buddhism, learning about it, reveling in it, understanding it, delving into the philosophy and the whole thing. A lot of people don't understand that um, Scrum is actually Buddhism for business. Right. They, they don't know how to make that connection. I and mean, you have to read a little bit on Buddhism and you'll kind of get it, right? Because think about it, even the retrospective, right? What's the, what, what's the whole thing of Buddhism, right? Sitting around and looking inside yourself. 
as to how to get better all the time. Buddhism is a, is a Kaizen mindset. And all we did was bring it into business, right? That's what Dr. Sutton did. He brought it into business, right? And he did it through the formal process of, of Kaizen. Now, one of the one of the one of the big misnomers. I don't know if you have a lot of. So you said you have a lot of lean listeners, right? So they know yeah. a lot of Japanese terms. Yeah. So one of the one of the wrong Japanese terms out there is the term hansei, which they which they think in lean world usually means reflection, but in Japanese hansei is actually is actually like when you're punishing a kid and you're telling them go go to your room and think about it. That's hansei, not uh, think about it to get better. Yeah. That's actually, so that's actually, it's weird when you go to Japan and you say that they're all like Hansei. That's like, wow. The word <laughs> over there is, my room? yeah, like literally, it's like you say that when you're punishing people. Um, the real words that they use is furakairi, which means to look back, to look, like literally like to look over your shoulder. That's furakairi is what the retrospective really is, not, not, a, not a method of Hansei. Yeah. So the idea here is that where does this all come from out of Buddhism? Let me get back to that, okay? Just that was a sidebar for your lean listeners and where these Japanese words come from and what they mean. Um, but the idea here is that in Buddhism, there were two major schools, okay? In Japanese Buddhism, there is the Soto school and the Rinzai school. The Soto school is the school they call of gradual enlightenment from Chan Buddhism in China became Zen in Japan. And these are the people that believe you got to sit still every day, do the practice, the Zazen, the sitting, the chanting, whatever you think you got to do to reach enlightenment, okay? C contrast, the other school, which also existed in, in China, is called the Rinzai school, the school of sudden enlightenment. These, these are the people who believe that you'd be walking down the street and you see, you know, you see, a, the, it's like, a, you ever see that movie, American Beauty? Yeah. The plastic bag floats by at the end of the music and... Hey, I got it. I'm enlightened. Yeah. Like that's like that's a vision of the Rinzai school. Okay, why do I bring this up? Why do I bring this up? It's the difference between Kaizen and Kaikaku. Okay. Kaizen is sitting down, doing the practice every single day, getting thinking about how to get better, blah, 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 blah. The, 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 the plastic bagel, oh, Kaikaku, the Rinzai. That's what they call a flash of sudden enlightenment. This happens, but why is this important to discuss together? Okay, let's get to the chase. Here's the deal. The mistake is thinking that the two schools are opposite. It didn't happen in Japan, but it actually happened in Korea. I believe it was in the 13th century. A monk named Chinel created his own school, which synthesized the two together, where he stated, the reason why they blend together is that by practicing every day, by doing Kaizen every day, you are preparing the ground for Kaikaku. And that's really why Scrum does things a little bit differently, and in my opinion, better than Lean. Yeah. Because what we're doing in Scrum is we're practicing constantly. We're doing that constant look for Kaizen. Because after a while, if you add up enough Kaizens, Kaikaku. Yeah. And Scrum does that. You know, there's another famous uh, phrase from an American movie, chance favors the prepared mind. That's what Scrum is about, right? Mm -hmm. Scrum is about trying to get better, a little bit better every single day. There's this book out, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've seen yeah. it yet. Yep. And the guy talks about what if you got 1% better every day and by the end of the year, you're 37% better. Yeah. That, that's the kaikaku is yeah. where you end up. But yeah. you get there through little, little tweaks. Now, sometimes you won't get 30%. You'll get 80% better. Because when you add up some of those, they make the revolutionary leap. Take a look at take a look at what phones look like. 
before the iPhone came out. And you'll see how they all look the same, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and boom, iPhone comes out, boom, revolution. All of a sudden, everyone's got one of these big, giant, crazy phones with, you know, this thing's got, uh, I got I got the Samsung Galaxy here, not trying to plug them with the pen and this and that, all sorts of craziness. But all of that came out of a revolutionary leap. Yeah. Right? Not just, hey, let's make the phone better. And here's the real reason why, Brad. If you, let's say, for example, we were making candles, okay? We're just making candles. We start off with a candle that we can't get to light. If all you do is apply PDCA, you will eventually get the candle to light and burn brighter and longer than before. That's what PDCA is about. What you cannot get is a light bulb. Yeah. Because the, the output of lean is efficiency. The output of scrum is creativity, yeah. innovation, right? Yeah. Because Scrum is agnostic. Scrum is that box you can put in design thinking, human-centered design, lean product development, agile mindset. You could stuff any, any whatever framework you want inside of Scrum. Scrum wraps around it all and allows you to use that to drive innovation. And then here's the real thing that a lot of people miss. After you figure out what to make with Scrum, Guess what? Now use lean to make a billion of them. Yeah. Yeah. And constantly make them better. It's that simple. Yeah. And use lean techniques to keep tuning your system as you're going forward too. Like it's amazing. We have put together a special opportunity for our podcast listeners. We value you all so much. Without you, there is no Enterprise Excellence Podcast. So thank you so much. As many of you know, Em and I are launching the Enterprise Excellence Academy with Agile Training in April, which is certified by the Agile Education Program globally that Arby's talking about and has played such a part in creating. You can learn how to develop high-performance Agile teams applicable to any industry or role with the Certified Scrum Master, Product Owner Combined Certification. You can learn how to create a totally Agile organization while companies like Amazon, Google, Tesla, Apple, John Deere and many others have achieved with the Agile Scrum at Scale course. We are offering one free certification for a listener, which you can register for throughout March. Get in touch with me via LinkedIn, email bjevins at iqi.com.au, that is i for India, q for Quebec, i for India.com.au, or the website enterpriseexcellencepodcast.com. If you're interested, get in quick, or if you know someone who would be interested, please register for them also. We'll draw the prize on the 31st of March. Good luck and thank you again. Avi, the the thing that I've really found impressive knowing Jeff and and talking to yourself and knowing others in in the realm is just this open source abundant approach that's always been taken to, you know, like- Yeah, we're all open source. It's it's amazing, mate. Like where where does that come from in your mind? Like where does it come from that there's been this amazing- innovation developed and this approach that has helped so many organizations and it's been completely open source and truly focused on creating that better, better world. That's all Dr. Sutherland. Listen, I I have been teasing him for years. I said to him when I first met him, I was like, doc, if you just charged a nickel for everything made with scrum, he never put a copyright on it or nothing. I said, if you just charged a nickel for this stuff, you'd have been another Silicon Valley billionaire. That's the truth. Yeah. And you know what he told me? This is, I'm telling you square, Brad. He said, Avi, that's never what it was about. 
It was about helping people make good stuff and have a good time doing it. He has always emphasized that this was about people working better together and like literally enjoying working better together and to make good things. This is, this is, this is, this is why, you know, I used to say this and it used to embarrass him in class. I, I just a true story. I used to say he's the greatest philanthropist I ever met because let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Brad, before Bill Gates had the Bill Gates and Melinda foundation, did you know a, anybody he gave a dollar or a dime to? No, 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 nobody does. No. Nobody did. But Doc gave this away. The minute he figured it out, he got, he, he figures yeah. it out. He gets together with Ken. They write the, they write the guide and they just start giving it out. They didn't even care. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. any scrum training business back then. No. They, when they went to the Uppsala conference and spoke about it, they were trying to help people make better stuff and have a better time doing it. They weren't trying to invent a whole new business. They were too busy with the actual businesses that they were running. Yeah. yeah. So it was never about money. And yeah. that's why it was always open source. Yeah, it's that's impressive, what, isn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. And I know that a lot of uh, my listeners will really, you know, link with that because the whole purpose of the show is just, you know, sharing knowledge to create a better future. And I, I find that impressive. The first time I heard that, I was just like, wow, yeah, that's, that's impressive. You know, one of the most important things Dr. Sutherland's ever taught me is it's not just make stuff better. It's make stuff better together. Mm. If you listen to him talk when he, you know, and I get a chance because, you know, he speaks at quarterly meetings or, you know, I was at his house for dinner the other week or whatever. And uh, when you speak to him, you will always find the passion for humanity that comes through. That he always talks about how, you know, when, whether he's talking about solar panels and reducing dependency on oil, which is about getting rid of greenhouse gases and hopefully not destroying the planet faster. He's not talking about that because he's happy that he has solar panels on his roof, that he gets to sell electricity back to the state of Massachusetts, whoever makes, you know, electricity. I mean, yeah, he's happy about that because he thinks it's hysterical that, that he gets to do that. But he's all about that because he's like, why? He's always like, why doesn't everybody have this? Why can't we all? Why doesn't the government help everyone put solar panels on their roofs and make geothermal taps. So you don't have to do this. That's what makes, to him, that's what makes sense because that's what's better for everyone, not yeah. just better for Dr. Sutherland. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I don't think a lot of people I've met in this world, forget about this line of work. I mean, Agilists are, a, you know, this is, Agilists are a brand of humans onto themselves. You know, it's very, uh, it's very huggy kissy and, and <laughs> everybody's cool. It's, you know, it's, it's like, I, I feel like every time I'm with the agile people, I feel like I'm in the Lego movie and just yeah. everyone's just going to sing. Everything is awesome all the time, yeah. but he's, he's like legitimately, he's legitimately like that forever. You know, he's always been like, well, how can we all do this better together? You know, when we go to places and, and, you know, we've definitely gone to institutions where we haven't been invited back. And that's because he will, he will tell leaders to their face. You're the problem. Yeah. you're the one that's making it difficult for your employees to get stuff done. Why don't you stop that? And they don't like being questioned. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's how he is. He really, he sincerely wants everyone to get better together. And that's something I hope that becomes pervasive in our materials and our classes and in the spirit 
of working with those with scrumming. I mean, I know I'm a little rough around the edges and whatnot, and I know that, but you know, I can only I can only aspire to be him like him one day. No, but well, Avi, uh, well, I can say from experience, mate, with being through the training recently and getting the you know getting involved, it's it's gone really well. And I know it's only a current state that I went through. I know you guys are going to keep amplifying this well into the future. Oh, hey, Avi, what what would be a two minute tip you'd give to an organization, mate? That's looking to try improve and get better for the future you know an organization that's looking at the world coming up and going how are we going to navigate this what yeah. what would be a two-minute tip you'd give them that's a that's a good question i'll give them two i'll give them two one get professional help man when people say to me oh you know we don't need we don't need coaches and stuff or consultants listen go take a look at any sports team brad brad what's your favorite sports team uh the queensland rugby league team great okay is there a coach on the team yeah Yep. Is and there, multiple, there, multiple. They bring it back. multiple. How many coaches do they have? They have about four or five key coaches Great. on different techniques, but they also bring back ex-players as coaches. They call them FOGs, former origin greats. So there's Great. a plethora of let, 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 Let's just pretend there's five coaches, okay? How many players are on the team? There's 16, 18 in total with so you, subs. So you have 18 people and five coaches? That's a coach for every three people. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's the real deal of professional sports. So these are people who are paid. They are call themselves professionals. They are paid exorbitant amounts of money to play a child's game for a certain portion of the year. And yet they have five coaches on that team. Think about that for a second. Now you want to go take a multi-billion dollar business with tens of thousands of employees. And you want to read a 13-page guide, watch a 20-minute video on, on YouTube. And you think you know how to do this? Get the hell out of here. Do yourselves a favor. Get professional help. And that's tip number one. Tip number two, stop thinking you're smarter than Dr. Sutherland. You're not. You can't leave parts out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you'll hear about this other stuff people call it scrum butt. When I was down in Australia, when I was down there working with one of your major banks, uh, they called it wagile. I love it. Wagile is my favorite word for it. You can't leave parts out. You can't say, yeah, but we don't want to do, you know, we don't want to do the retrospective. We don't like talking about how we feel about the work or, ah, you know, forget about backlog refinement. We'll just talk about, no, no, you can't leave parts out. It works like a well-oiled machine. And if you take a gear out, it fails. It's not that it can't run. It'll limp along and you're just doing yourself a disservice. Look, Dr. Sutherland is the first person who would tell you because we come from lean, that you don't do something for the sake of the framework. You do it because it adds value. Don't think you're smarter than that. Don't try to trick it and say, ah, let's figure out what won't work here before we start. You have no idea. You think you know, and I'm telling you, you don't. Yeah. Do it orthodox. Do it the true scrum way. Do it as it's written, as it should be done. Then figure out what piece doesn't work. And before you discard it, Ask yourself this simple question. Is the reason why it's not working because we're not putting our best foot forward when we do it because we're not putting our heart in it? Or is the reason why it doesn't work is because it actually doesn't work for us? And when you can answer that question honestly, and I mean honestly, then you can say, all right, you know what? We can toss that out. Yeah, that's great advice. I've heard of a term called fragile before too, where people start yeah, messing with it. Yeah, an old one. I like, I like Wagile. Wagile's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's I learned not... that from the guys down under and I love that you, one. You can trust Aussies to do that. 
Yeah. Hey, Avi, what's been a recent insight for you, mate? What's been a recent learning that has really um, caught you and made you think going forward? Well, that's an interesting question. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, so recently, I, 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 I'll give you another, another two bits of advice for doing a transformation. The, 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 the two most common mistakes, which are the easiest to avoid. Okay. One is thinking that your process will map one-to-one with Scrum when it's not, when it's not an agile process. It doesn't map one-to-one. You got to stop thinking this way. Look, it's, it's an unfortunate frailty of the way human mind works is when we see something new, we try to map it onto something before. That's the way the actual human mind works. So I understand that's how you're thinking out there who's not in agile land. When you enter agile land, you got to stop that because it ain't one-to-one. There, there's things you're going to have to change, right? Again, fact, people hate change. So don't want to do that. They just want to map directly. That's the biggest mistake from the team perspective. I don't say team level. I don't speak in hierarchy terms from the team perspective. What's the biggest mistake from the organizational perspective? Ah, that's my other latest insight, which is you think that you're going to map your products onto your people. So when you go to do a transformation, they try to preserve the existing corporate hierarchy. You, you, you can't. And then they try to map their products onto the humans. No, 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 no. First, have your product map, your portfolio map, whatever you want to call it. You first figure out what is our portfolio? What is the suite of solutions that we offer to customers? Then figure out what teams do we need to deliver those solutions? Then map the humans into those teams. Most places are trying so hard to preserve the hierarchy that they break when they try to do it because they can't figure out how to do it. And that's because it doesn't work the other way. Yeah, too true. It works this way. Uh, I've really found a tip, and please critique this if you don't agree, mate. I've found doing value stream mapping fairly early on really helpful for this because it makes you look at your product groupings, map the value stream, and then, okay, let's come back and look at this and go, well, who do we need to work together to make this value stream pump and flow? Do you agree with that, mate? Any critiquing? No, I, I, that's what I do too. So in our process, right, you know, I do the visit, the go, we call it the go see, right? After lean, we go to Gemba, we do a leadership workshop. And the next thing we do is org design. But before you do org design, you have to do value stream mapping. Because again, right. if you do org design first, all they're trying to do is map the products onto the existing org. That's the wrong way to go. Yeah. You do value stream mapping first, get your product families, your product groupings, your portfolio, whatever term they're using in the company where you're at, I don't care. And then say, great. Who delivers this? Yeah, that's huge. Great, mate. You've made me stoked. That's good. Yeah, that's that's the right way to do it. That's Yeah. Alex Tio is a Scrum at Scale practitioner too. And he and I put our heads together on this some years ago. And um, that's great, mate. That's that's, that's made my day. Um, Avi, mate, I really appreciate all the knowledge you've shared and the insights. It's been, I think we've covered some ground I've not heard covered before, mate. So this is going to be really good for our listeners. Mate, how can people reach out to you and the team if they want to learn more, want to get some help, want to take things great, further? It's a great question. You know, um, so the best way to reach out to me personally is on LinkedIn. Well, I'm occasionally on Twitter. I use those for work. Don't find me on Facebook unless you want to hear me ranting about the American government because uh, that's, that's like my hobby. But I'll say something about that because if you look at me on Facebook, you'll see that I have over like 1,800 friends. Now, I'm not saying that to brag. Over two-thirds of them are my former students from when I was a public school teacher. So the reason why I bring this up is once, once I have taught you, trained you, whatever like that, I consider myself 
you're, you're a teacher for life. So I always encourage people to, from every class I've ever taught, come find me, come reach out. I, you know, uh, before COVID, I traveled around the world. Now I still deliver essentially worldwide. So it might take me 48 hours or so to answer a question, but I have never received a question, whether it's in the Slack, you know, we have these open Slacks for anybody that takes from at scale. I get questions in there frequently, uh, email or LinkedIn or whatever. If you ask me a question, I don't know who you are. It's totally okay. I will, I will 99.9% chance respond to you with something to help you, you know, do whatever you need to do to get to the next level. Like you said, we're open source, right? I mean, if you're a CEO of a company out there and you want me to come talk to you, Hey, that actually costs a couple of bucks, <laughs> but if you send me an email on a question, I'll definitely, I'll definitely still provide an answer. And, you know, I gotta, I gotta kind of generate money for the company. Otherwise, uh, you know, Someone's got to keep Dr. Sutherland and Tesla's after all. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I joke, I joke. He's the best. Um, but uh, I definitely will answer any question people want to reach out. You can always look to, if you want professional help, like for an organization, go to the website, you know, scrumming.com. They've, they've got all sorts of forms to fill out, whether you're looking for transformation services or educational services. And if you, and if you, want, if you want to participate in one of our educational products, you know, a product owner, Scrum Masterclass, the newest one, product owner at scale or registered agile coach, you know, you can find them on the site, but we also have the agile education program site, which is not just Scrum Inc., right? That's really dedicated to all of those folks like yourself who are trainers under our brand around the world. Because, you know, Brad, I know you're in Australia and you stayed up really late for this interview. I sincerely appreciate it because I know I've had to stay up late talking to Australia. Um, so I do, I do know what you're going through. But if you want to take a class in your own time zone, you know, Thankfully, we have people literally in like almost every time zone around the world now. We've grown exponentially. And you can take a scrumming, you know, product owner, a scrum master class anywhere with hundreds of great trainers that we have out there. And I don't know because I helped to mint quite a few of them. And we only take the, the best of the best. So you should know if you're getting into a, a class that's, you know, powered by the Agile Education Program, you should know that you definitely have the best curriculum. That I can tell you because I helped develop it. And you definitely have an awesome trainer. And that I can tell you because of our screening process. Yeah, well, I can vouch for that because I've been through it. It was not easy. It was tough. You made us sweat. You made us learn. And um, I feel a better person off the back of it. You know, I've, I've improved and grown and continue to with the additional learning I'm into now. So thank you. Arby, mate, thanks for all the knowledge, the insights, and thanks for helping us create a better future, mate. We really appreciate it. Yeah, listen, anything we can do, let's just all try to get better together. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Too true. Thanks, mate. Thank you, bro. What a great episode with Arvi. What an amazing career and amazing work he's doing with Jess Sutherland and the whole team right now. And I'm so pleased to be part of it. There were two key takeaways for me from this episode. Firstly, the links between Agile and Lean. Arvi explained clearly the strong ties between Agile and Lean. They come from the same background and are so linked. This linking allows organizations the opportunity to draw on these two symbiotic models to achieve excellence within their own organization, no matter what industry they're in, no matter what role they're in. Lean and Agile are ultimately about people, helping people improve themselves, others, and the planet. People are people, whether you work in IT, a hospital, a factory, sales, HR, marketing, you name it. As Arvi mentioned, learn from this fantastic work that has helped so many organizations and people worldwide. 
Secondly is the duality of Kaizen and Kaikaku through Agile. Small continuous improvement every day and large innovative step change, which Agile is so renowned for. I run Scrum within my own business as well as helping other organisations. I've experienced firsthand the ability to achieve rapid continuous improvement as well as step change innovation through Scrum simultaneously. The increase in pace you can get at performance and improvement at less workload is unbelievable. The Scrum system enables teams to achieve both simultaneously, which is impressive. Thanks again, Arvi, for your time and knowledge. Thanks for helping us create a better future. Bye for now.